Pull up a chair, there's safety here. A place to hold the weak, the bold. Let this be a sacred cradle to find you at the holding table. Meet you at the holding table. Ready? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you one time. Um, <laughs> Miss Mystic Sister. What is hard right now? My brain does not feel um, 100%. Mm. And that's hard. Like, it's mm-hmm. it, I, I, it's trauma brain. Mm-hmm. It's kind of flaring up a little bit. And so I'm trying to figure out how to offer myself, like, grace in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else I need to, like, do or work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing that's really, really hard right now is... There's a lot of negative talk, mm-hmm. which isn't normal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I joke. You mean coming out of you? Not necessarily out of or my mouth. It's like in my head. In yeah, head. sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in my head. Yeah. There's a lot of like, I, I'm catching myself talking a lot of trash about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not normal for me. Mm-hmm. You know, coming back to the beginning of this, like I've been trying to like listen to it in regards to like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And for me, right, like, I'm always in, like, problem-solving mode. And so, Mm -hmm. like, what do I need to, what am I not doing that I need to to help either quiet or listen to and respond to Mm -hmm. um, so that that is not something I have to navigate like, for example, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say hypothetically speaking, but <laughs> for example, I'm overweight, right? And there's a lot of ailments that come along with that. So I, I wake up in the morning and um, my feet hurt. Mm. And um, when I get up and my feet hurt, then I start talking shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Sarah, if you'd go for a walk, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be an mm-hmm. issue. You know, Sarah, if you wouldn't have ate X, Y, and Z. I feel that shitting. This, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's all, it's shitting. You're, <laughs> you're shitting on yourself. <laughs> it's not even shitting on yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so, to, uh, mm-hmm. for me, you know, it's like, I, I know in general what I need to do. And also, this has been a crazy season for me. So crazy. So, so I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. I'm upright. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm overweight. I'm usually pretty functional. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you are, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, way functional. Um, you know, those are the kind of the things that I'm trying to reframe. Mm-hmm. But that's those have been kind of the two things that are really, really hard for me mm-hmm. in this moment. I think that we could all learn to do that um, because even if it's not negative self-talk, I think. I should say, even if it's not overt negative self-talk, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, we might not, not everybody is waking up in the morning saying something negative about themselves, but we all have had those moments of like, oh, I should have done that. If only I should. But what I I heard somebody say, they just changed the word should to could. And I I feel like sometimes Mm. that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, I should have made that phone call and and it's like, well, 
I, I could have. Mm-hmm. I made a different choice. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I made that choice. Maybe it's just because I was feeling lazy that night. I don't know. Yeah. But we don't necessarily need to put a judgment on it. It's kind yeah. of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Okay. And tomorrow's a new day. That's the good news. Yeah. Well, so and this moment out. is yeah. in a moment. This moment. And yeah. Moment. And this one. Oh, yeah. It just, ha- it just happened again. Yeah. Another moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's encouraging. What's feeding you? <laughs> you. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I literally brought she food. Brought, <laughs> she brought food and she asked me when I ate last, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, I'm not going to ask you about bowel movements or anything like that. <laughs> you won't get that personal. <laughs> not today at the not table. today at the table. <laughs> um, what's feeding me? You know, I am loving grad school. Mm, yeah. I am loving grad school, and for as much work as it is, and some of it feels like a little bit of busy work, I caught myself kind of like um, rolling my eyes at some busy work this week, and Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I get to Mm -hmm. do this, and I get to, you know, work with the code of ethics, and I get to, you know... Yes, um, Mystic Sister is getting her master's in social work. I am! (laughs) Joining the ranks! (laughs) Love it. I am! And so I've been taking classes in the morning a couple times a week, and then I get up the rest of the week early and um, and study and get shit done. So um, that has felt like such a blessing, um, and that's I find that it it's really sustaining me in ways I didn't expect it to. Mm. And I love using my brain, which yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that I'd mm. forgotten. Yeah. I just hope at night when you lay your head on the pillow to go to sleep that you bask in the glow of your own badassery. Just, just let it let it shine. This is the glow of your badassery. I just love it. I love so that you're good. in school and you're you're doing it. Yeah. Good mama and you're Yeah. I would also say like time with the kids, you know, laughing together. Oh, yeah. We've had some exceptional we haven't gone anywhere. We've been we've been nowhere. Yeah. And um for That's how many really, months? I Six? don't even more than that though. Seven. Because I was yeah, I started a new job in December. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um That's a long time. And we hadn't and September was the incident, and so yeah. we hadn't been anywhere since September. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been an entire year. And normally I'm out of the mm-hmm. state at least once every other month. Oh, yeah. At least six times That's a year. If not more, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm enjoying this home time. I had a friend reflect to me on Friday night, and she just said, you know, I love that even though in September, like, home didn't feel safe, mm-hmm. that you have actually been doing some things to make it more homey. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was such a beautiful... Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way. I love that. But, like, that I, you know, yeah. built in... I was, like, kind of creating yeah. my own new space here. Yep. And um, mm. I hadn't thought about it that way. It was like, hey, thanks that, for reflecting. Dude, yes, I that didn't... is that tangible, physical yeah. evidence of what is going on within you Aww. as yeah. well, of how you're yeah. processing trauma and healing from that. And Yeah. It's like... Really exciting that you've got this tangible thing to look at too. Yeah. Well, I'm just that I get that I'm still in the same house, right? Mm-hmm. That that's that home doesn't feel unsafe anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have moments for sure. Yeah. Um, but 
I feel like things are really, I hate to say coming together, because maybe they always were together, but hmm. um, it feels good. In a lot of ways, it feels real good um, to know that I am at least three quarters of the way through mm-hmm. <laughs> the healing process mm-hmm. in wow. this. That's pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, question three, what or who do you want at your table? <laughs> Tall, dark, and handsome. I'm a man. <laughs> Woo. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I did. Corona has made dating, um, also trauma has made dating uh, impossible for me. Yeah. But I'm grateful that I no longer want to kill every man I see. Oh, yeah. That feels... That's big progress. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah. And that, that that it's even, like, possible for me to start dreaming about that again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right. What's hard for you right now? Um, so I'm Brave Bones. I really value bravery. I value brave curiosity. And I'm getting lots of opportunities to uh, really find out what that means to (laughs) really have deep empathy. Um, I think it's a struggle for me to see how our country is still so bass backwards in Mm. so many things, especially with racial inequity. Um. And so I've been really struggling. I've been trying to stay off social media too much because um, looking at the comment threads and the, the trolling and the, you know, things that people are saying is uh, very triggering for me. And yet I don't want to put my head in the sand. So I think that's been difficult to navigate that. And then also trying to stay in the fight and stay present with, and like be brave enough to still have these conversations mm-hmm. with people who don't who just, it's, it's more than they're not seeing it my way. It's they're still stuck in this white privilege framework. And I, I realize like, because I, I, I may be Latina, but I, for all intents and purposes, I walk through this world as a white woman mm-hmm. and I always have, like, I, I grew up very privileged and I, other than the last name, the, the your maiden name. But yeah. That, kind so of that was really, that I mean, in some cultural, like I definitely was raised speaking Spanish around me and like, you know, there's right, definitely right, right. some no, cultural but you're things, passing but I, white, you're white. Yeah, passing. I so totally, yeah. Yeah. So I realized that like that alone gives me a certain level of privilege. And so I can't just be silent. I can't just say like, Oh, well, they're going to say what they're going to say. And they're going to, everybody has their opinion. I mean, I feel like I have to stand up and, and speak against it when I see injustice, or at least challenge people who are saying stuff that just sounds like, "Are you in 1864? Are you for what real? The flip is happening, <laughs> and how is it that I'm? How is it that I've been given the opportunity to be friends with you? Hmm. And how do we mm-hmm. continue? Because I don't believe in just cutting people out that don't agree with you however I also respect it if people make that choice to Mm -hmm. say that's too triggering and I can't keep Mm -hmm. in relationship with you it's just complicated so this is this short answer to the very simple question hashtag it's complicated yes so so that's been hard to to continue showing up Mm -hmm. in you know they say like we said earlier 
you teach what you're meant to learn. Yeah. And so I've been given this opportunity to teach this notion of like empathy, remembering that everyone has a broken heart, continuing to walk into those dark places. Hmm. Uh, but it's tiring a little bit. <laughs> and I know that my tiredness of it is only like one sixty fourth of the amount of what a person of color right. would experience. Um, but yeah, so continue. And that's that like white privilege check, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when I'm working with clients, even if they're white, mm-hmm. um, particularly if they're white actually, but <laughs> it's another conversation for another day, mm-hmm. I will point out that I'm a privileged white woman, mm-hmm. like just by nature mm-hmm. of my skin color. Yeah. Um, and then there's a whole lot of other things. Access. I have a car. I have a bank account. Yep. I have a credit card. I have a cell phone. Exactly. I'm educated. Educa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. access to education. And, you know, obviously there's also things that, like, have been barriers for me. Mm-hmm. But it it is not even on the same playing field mm-hmm. as um, people of color. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's been a little intense. Yeah. What's feeding you? Ritual. Mm. So, like, simple ritual with family. Yeah. So, like, our Friday night of watching a movie or watching mm-hmm. cheesy sitcoms from the <laughs> early 90s. So good. Um, and then definitely nature. So, like, mm. even if it's... You're so good at that. Getting out into the garden yeah. and just trimming dead leaves or grounding, just getting my feet on the ground. Grass, yeah. Looking up at the trees. You like such really a beautiful to, yard. Oh, thank you. I love your yard so much. Hanging out with the chickens. I know it's weird, but I'll set up no, a lawn chair, a lawn so chair out with them. And I'm like, hey, ladies. Are they just hang out out there? And I, I talk to them. And I feed them kale. and Yeah. But it's very um, soothing for yeah. me. Yeah. So that's been feeding me. Um, also, can we talk about your meal? The actual food that you had last night? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's been feeding me. That experience yes. will feed me for a long time. I it was a gorgeous, gorgeous dinner. So to get out, like my husband and I haven't had a date in like a year, maybe not that long. No, maybe it's been that long. It's been a long time. Whoa. So with COVID and like I'm like, what are we gonna do? And we finally went out and it felt like a vacation. Hmm. And I actually put makeup on and I actually curled my hair and I did my nails you know I'm not super girly at all but like that was it was really fun and then the food was next level like it was I couldn't speak like I lost the ability to speak like when there's trauma (laughs) that part of your brain that's responsible for speech the broadcast area goes offline I that is a similar thing that happens for me when the food, food is so good. I just all I can do is like start hitting people and hitting things and like, are you seeing? Are you tasting this? <laughs> God, it's incredible. I love your love of food. Oh my god, I love it food. Inspires yeah, me. This was incredible food. So, yeah, hearing so you talk fun. about it uh, earlier today, dude, I'm like I, I wonder what it's gonna take in my life for that to be mm. reactivated or be activated. <laughs> Last weekend, yeah. Last weekend, you were like, "Hey, just bring a side," and we were making burgers, and I'm like, "What? Watermelon? Oh, <laughs> like I legitimately good. could not oh. figure out. Like, what goes with burgers? Yeah, what goes with burgers? Well, next <laughs> I was time like, I'll just, just tell, tell you. Me. Like, well, you did. You did oh, end up telling me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You did end up telling me what to bring. And I was like, "Okay, I got that. I can do that. Okay, cool." <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing. I live for food. Like, I wake up thinking about what am I, I going to eat it. today. Yeah. I just love food so much. Yeah. It brings me so much joy. I love it. I love it. And I love having friends like you. It's inspiring for me. I've had a handful of you in my life that have, like, let or us foodie foodies. So let us well, just, it just let us do it. Opens my world to a whole different. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. do emotions. I do emotions. I have a you know. I do so emotions real fair. well. But food, that sense, that taste, and part of it is the black pepper allergy that I have. Yeah, which is so fucked up. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just mad at but, that. But so that's limited what I've experienced. Yeah. But eh, oh well. Yeah. Um, what do you want at your table right now? Well, <laughs> baked besides, mac and cheese. Yeah, Just I was like, besides the delicious um, shrimp stuffed uh, yeah. squash flowers that I had last night. Amazing. They were gorgeous. They were amazing. these flowers, you know, zucchini flowers, <sighs> and then stuffed with this like mashed potato y, creamy oh shrimp thing. Like, and then they had this, like, caper aioli on the side. So it was like a that aioli mayonnaise kind of thing. Yeah. With capers. So I had that salty, salty briny. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm oh not even a fish God. person, but I'm going I'm I'm to go. I'm not a shrimp person. I'm going to go like, based on that. I feel like this would be a good, like, it, the question it was like is, a sexy kind of meal. I'm like, yeah. we're at date night. We're getting this blossom. How sexual can you be? Okay. <laughs> Ask me what do I want at my table? Yeah, what do you want at your table? What do I want at my table? Salt. Always. Candles. Yeah. I. People. Uh, <laughs> world freaking peace. Oh. You know? That's what I just I. I want people to listen to each other. I want people to. Keep showing uh, up. Keep showing up. Yeah. And and at the table. Um, let everybody's voice be heard. Like, mm-hmm. just be quiet enough with your friends who are grieving. Can you just be quiet enough to mm-hmm. let them grieve instead of talking about why Breonna Taylor really actually should have the blah, blah, oh, blah, Jesus blah, blah, Christ. Like, no. Did she? No. No. We don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You shut the front door right now <laughs> and just be quiet. I don't think you're going to say that. That was and good. And grieve That's with good. those who grieve. Yep. So I think I, I want that at my table. I want to teach people that. I want to experience that. And I realize that what I'm saying is... It would be, it's not easy work. No. So. I heard something this week in my studies. Um, uh, that was, her name is Representative Williams, and mm-hmm. she's from Oregon. And she was saying that um, for years she worked like a, like in a halfway house. Mm-hmm. And then after work she worked at a um, liquor store. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. did it intentionally. So that she could start to build more relationships with um, the people in her community. Mm-hmm. And now as a representative, um, she continues to um, work to keep those you know, everyday folks' voice at the table. Mm-hmm. And it was a, just an interesting way of thinking about um, kind of how we can intentionally expose ourselves to stories and content as a means to make sure that those stories, 
if for say, you know, you know, I think about like single moms Mm -hmm. or folks that have to work multiple jobs Mm -hmm. or, you know, that don't have the time means or opportunity to come and sit at the table that we can use our privilege to continue to have their voices heard. Mm -hmm. It was an interesting, um, it was just a, an interesting way, you know, when she mentioned the liquor store, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And that she continues in her work today, you know, that was years previous, but that she continues in her work today to ask, you know, she'll, a bill will come up um, that they're working on and she will ask someone from her community to take a look at it mm-hmm. um, that has a voice that's different than the people mm-hmm. that are around the table. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be so interesting to look and like to really examine, like, how can we do that in our everyday life? Yeah. How can we highlight and and give voice to those who don't? Yeah. Yeah. Who are the voices that are missing here? But what about, okay, so this is interesting because (laughs) you just nearly put your hand on your hip and that was a good, that was was a good gesture. Hold up. (laughs) Sorry, Um, I just want to make sure no, but that wasn't lost on (laughs) our listeners. So there are individuals who feel like I am able to see that they have had an opportunity to have their voice heard for millennia. Mm-hmm. And yet they themselves feel like they still need to have their voice heard. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to show up for them as well, hmm. even if I see mm-hmm. that they are still operating within this framework of white male privilege or mm-hmm. white privilege or this very Americanized, like, mm-hmm. you know... I, that's, that's the hard part where I go, how, like, if I'm really talking about inclusivity. Yeah. Then we can't be entire, it can't be entirely or or can it? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, because ultimately, (laughs) yes, freedom of speech. But if that, that freedom means that someone, that you're exploiting someone else so that you can have your voice raised, Mm -hmm. then that's problematic. Or. You or know, is there room for everybody? Or is there room for everybody? I mean, I think about it in terms of a family. So, like, if you have a conversation around your dinner table. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. <laughs> and if your child, and maybe it's different because it's like a child-parent dynamic, but if they have something they need to say. Yeah. Do they get to say it? Do they get to say it in a way where they're, like, flinging saucy meatballs around? <laughs> because it's their right to say what they want to yeah, say. Yeah, how they need like, to say it. I don't know. Like, yeah. boundaries are important, right? And so, like, can we boundary each other? I don't know. Holy crap, I don't even know. This is why the hand went on the hip. That's what I do when I got yeah. I got to think. Um, so that's where I struggle is that, like, I I really believe in the value of, like, this inclusive everybody's voice matters. Mm-hmm. But you've had a long time to have your voice, and now it's time for other people. So sh- Also, meatballs <laughs> are really good, don't we, sis? They are. Don't throw meatballs. Meatballs ever. are, like, one of my most favorite things. I, I love when, meatballs, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> when I have a special, like, grandma recipe. Nana's <gasps> meatballs. Yeah. That, um, I might have, have beef and pork. No. Okay. okay. No pork. They don't do a lot of pork. Fish. Hmm. Yeah. Not fish meatballs, just so we're clear. Where are your Italian people from? Um, like Northern Italy okay. and Sicily. Oh, so you're all over. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, if if my mom's my mom. Zinga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I really, I feel like there's a lot 
that you just brought up. And Girl, I just want to take a minute. First, welcome to my brain. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to take a minute to say, like, you bring up some really important points that a colonization and the white people, which I am, mm-hmm. um, it's ugly. It's real it's ugly. Yeah. It's really ugly. And the more yeah. I learn, the more I just, like, put my head down, right? Put my hands in my face, and mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. how? Why? Mm-hmm. Come on. And, I mean, Native Americans, that you know, yeah. African-American slavery. Yeah, yeah. And then my mind immediately goes to, like, the epigenetics of yes. sweet baby Jesus we have we white people have dramatically hurt mm-hmm. and hurt is not even the right yeah, yeah. it doesn't um whole people groups yeah. entire peoples yeah for generations yeah. yeah yeah because we wanted freedom yeah it's total yeah it makes me I'm, like I can't it's unspeakable <laughs> I there's a there's a supervisor I work with and I adore the way he freezes things and says things because what he what I almost always hear him say is help me understand <laughs> it's that motivational interviewing yes, skill yes. right and yep. and that's kind of where I go to when I take a minute to sit with the ugly of where we're where we're at as a nation, but then to look at the history, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things in my in my studies that has been kind of drilled in and e- just the first two weeks here is the importance of understanding the history yes. and um, and the context. Mm-hmm. And of anything, whether it's a problem or a people yeah. group or a, and those things well, are not this, connected for the record, but yeah, it's all just one dimensional yeah. and that's not life. Well, and to understand what came before so mm-hmm. that we can understand what is existing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the current racial climate in combination with COVID is just unbelievable um yeah i think it's really showing the disparities that, yeah, I mean, they've been there all along they've been there all along but i think yeah. it really brings to light truly the disparities and you know i see it in the families that i work with who you know they were out of work for four weeks or something initially and um the dramatic that that you know just a month's time they're still trying to catch yeah. up and figure things out. Yeah. And then just even, um, you know, with schooling, they don't have three laptops exactly. at home. Like yeah. for that first couple of months, they had one Chromebook from a school, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they, you know, a couple of families, they live in areas where the school doesn't have, didn't have yeah. those resources already. Or there's already, like three so. families living together in one right. house. Yeah. 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 Or that. a giant family living in one But the expectation is that we'll figure it out and mm-hmm. you can learn because like these other students are doing it. And right. Yeah, it's not really, it's not. It's not apples to apples. Yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah. walking in with trauma. Right. 
And some of it, that epigenetic trauma. Exactly. Which is generation exactly, upon generation yeah. upon generation. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a reason why African-American women, even who are oh, yeah. in a higher yeah. income bracket, high achieving, highly yeah. educated, their... Mortality rate. Mortality rate. Yeah. Their... Um, so childbearing. Yes, the childbearing mortality. Yeah. Um, they're so much more likely Aww. to to lose the child yeah. or to lose their life. And that, to me, I'm like... That's not right. If that isn't reason enough. Yeah. But for some people, it's not. <laughs> On that turn happy note. And fix it and figure it out. I just, yeah. people are so married to needing to be right. Well, and this is and kind of, power. you know, again, as a white privileged woman who lives in a, you know, it's fairly diverse, but mostly white and Latina, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit of Asian, a little bit of African American here where I live um like what can I do mm-hmm. whose voice do I need to keep in the forefront of my mind whether it's a client's voice or you know mm-hmm. so that so that I can do my part yeah well and that speaks to our spiritual heritage too of like consider the least of these right mm. so like Jesus the Christ said like what you do unto the least of these you've done to me and so if we look at that as an example of you've done un- unto me like yeah. what you've done unto this person mm-hmm. well and that you've is done unto m- me as brave bones yeah. me as mystic sister like yeah. we all are yeah our well people. and i you know that exists in every religion too mm-hmm. yeah yeah every religion absolutely yeah taking care of the orphans yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and maybe to a slightly different volume right but it's always right there in the beginning right because we're selfish we need each other (laughs) and we're also selfish mofos (laughs) yeah and yet so capable of like godlike brilliance in so many ways Mm, you know yeah that's in us yeah it it is and that's what oh just i'm like man if we could stop being so prideful to be right and to come in with our data and our facts and our figures and our, I mean, it's important. Data is important. Um, but I, you know, loving people and being kind is more important, but people are so afraid of that because that takes vulnerability mm. to be kind enough. To let go of power. To let, let go, go of power. Yeah. And to, rightness. To say like, oh, if I, you know, like they say, you know, like equality isn't about, it's not like pie. It's not like if I give this person all this equality, that means there's less for me. Mm. You know, that's, it doesn't work that way. There's a picture I saw, I think it was an article I read. Shocking. Um, (laughs) And it was a fence line. And, you know, one person was short and one person was tall. Mm -hmm. And they... Mm -hmm the short person had a box they were standing on or ladder or something they were standing on. And so from one side of the fence, they looked like the same height, Mm -hmm. but on the other side of the fence, it was like shorty pants and, you know, and, and, um, there was like a game playing on the other Mm -hmm. side of the fence or something on it, you know, just entertainment value. But, um, that like equality isn't both people get, the same box to stand on, right. right? It's like, let me offer you this so that you can see the same things I'm seeing. Right. So ultimately, it's removing the fence. It's removing the barrier. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but which the band aid not, not easy work, right? But. <laughs> yeah, but the band aid is here's here's a little bit of help so that you mm-hmm. can. But that see freaks the same people things. out because that means I'm giving. There's that mentality. I don't know if it's an American thing. It's or a just scarcity a human thing. Yeah, scarcity mentality. Yeah. That wait a minute. If if I'm giving some of what I have, or if somebody is getting something that I'm not getting, because yeah. even if I don't need it, yeah. Somehow it's like I don't know. Some folks are just getting real weird about that. Like mm-hmm. really um, controlling and possessive of. Well, it's entitlement, right? Yeah. Maybe in some ways, insecurity and entitlement. But then it's difficult to have those conversations because if the person is entitled, then they don't realize they're entitled. And so, how do you? Yeah. <laughs> how do you even open that conversation in a way that's loving and kind and makes them feel that nobody wants to feel shut down? Right. But yeah, on at either the same side. Time, I'm like, uh, yeah, hey, stop. Yeah, get in line. couple years back I I can't remember where we were coming back from but I was in the car with my kids and they at this point were not doing after school daycare but I picked them up maybe we were running an errand I don't even know we were driving by the school and they noticed some of their friends were still at school at and it was dark it was mm-hmm. like 6 7 o'clock at night and I remember my kids being like, why the heck is my friend still at school? And so I had to explain to him, like, honey, parents, most parents work. Mm-hmm. And if they get off work at 5, they may work half hour, hour away by the time they pick them up. Or maybe they get off at 6 even, mm-hmm. you know. And my kids had realized that, like, the same kids, there were a handful of kids, they were there at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. And then they didn't leave until six thirty, seven o'clock at night. Yeah. And it was this, like, aha moment for them when my middle kid was like, man, that's really hard. How could you be at school all day? Um, And it just makes, it was like this realization for them that, like, that, and that's life. That's, like, five days a week, right, for these kids. And then eventually, (laughs) you know, fast forward a year, (laughs) my kids were in school or in daycare after school. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I'd pick them up as close to 5.30 as I could. Occasionally, I was a little bit later. And it was interesting to see, you know, their reaction and interaction mm-hmm. with what does, you know, what this meant for them in this mm-hmm. new season. Yeah, just kind of expanding their yeah. perspective. Yeah, and I think there's so many opportunities like that, both for us as individuals, like as, as like adults, but also for our kids that, mm-hmm. you know... I, my boys are always going to be white, male, yeah. white privileged men. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, you know, they likely already have college paid for, mm-hmm. right? And it's assumed that they will, you know, go there and do that. And mm-hmm. if they don't go to college, well, then they have a down payment for a house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like mm-hmm. most adults in L.A. Yeah, no. are barely scrapping by. Mm-hmm. And granted, the cost of living is yeah. crazy and all the rest of it. But... Yeah. They will always be, mm-hmm. and, you know, my, my daughter is privileged to her own extent, but it's been really important to me to, you know, with whatever means I have, and I don't, I don't feel like I know hardly anything about 
like the struggles of race. Yeah. Um, of people, people of color. I, I honestly feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Same. Um, yeah. I have no understanding. But very and limited. How, and how I mean, could we? I mean, but working in correctional facility. Correctional. Yeah. I mean, that definitely has opened my eyes to yeah. a lot. But yeah. Yeah. How, how would I? Yeah. I've never experienced abject poverty or yeah. drive-bys in my neighborhood right. or drug deals on my porch. Like, mm-hmm. that's not my reality. Um, I, I was having a conversation with somebody about this recently, and they were kind of on the more, you know, like, um, the past is the past. Let's move on. We had a black president. Come on. Do we need to keep hearing about it? And I'm like, oh. But, you know, <laughs> trying to, like, welcome the voice at the table. <laughs> You know, and just saying, like, here's the thing. Um, so-and-so, they know that when their little boy in a couple of years is in, you know, maybe 12, 13, mm-hmm. when he walks into the corner liquor store with a hoodie on, mm-hmm. it will be very different than when our boy mm-hmm. or when when your child yeah. goes into, in, you know, who looks white, goes into that similar environment. What you know, and, and asking this friend of mine, like, what do you make of that? Yeah, um, there was someone I follow on Instagram, and they said from they adopted a, a kid early, he's African American, she's white. She said when she adopted him, um, at a very young age, she taught him to never have his hands in his pockets. Yeah, yeah, can you imagine saying that to your child? Here, be a child, be free. Never. But let me hands. give you all these parameters yeah. because you were born with the world, the skin yeah, color. Because the world will perceive you a certain yes. way, and I know that. I cannot imagine saying anything. I mean, I tell my kids, you know, if you're in church, try not to fart. If you're at a funeral, <laughs> be appropriate. Like these kinds of basic things, but never anything related to how they look. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I cannot even imagine that. Yeah. Um, and I, I talk to my kids about that too. Like, what do you think about that? You know, and it's interesting to kind of hear, of course, they're like, that is so stupid and frustrating. And they're very angry about it as well. Yeah. Um, that, you know, some of their friends would be perceived differently than them. You know, yeah. that, that breaks their hearts. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, the, the thing that I always come back to is it's really important to continue to stay in the conversation, mm-hmm. right? To, to be, and, and staying in the conversation, I don't mean continuing to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. show up and listen particularly as a white person. Show up and listen. One of the ways you can ask questions is by learning on your own and reading books Mm. and going to Google and not expecting your friends of color to be be your educator. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. For sure. Yet, I think, you know, depending on the relationship, you could ask, like, what do do we need to do? But then be ready for their answer to be like, I can't tell you Mm -hmm. how to dismantle this system that, you know, has screwed us up. I mean, it's it's being willing to be quiet and observe. And that's why I think (laughs) mindfulness is so important. Like, just... Be aware. Just notice. Notice what people are saying. Listen to what they're saying. I think you said it all when you said be quiet. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Hashtag the holding table. <laughs> I'm going to try to clean it up. But you know what? Yeah. You can't stop clean it. That up. Yeah. 
Just that's enough. Be quiet. Just be quiet, please. Yeah. And and we don't know how to do that. So like we, ha- I mean, we even we have a podcast, right? But there's like all these talking heads out there. There's like yeah. I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm going to start this, you know, movement to you know we're we're being silenced. And I'm like, okay, but you're not because you're you've been in power for yeah. thousands of years. Yeah. So and oh, your message oh, has oh. been heard. We've heard message it. received. Yes. <laughs> Quiet. Yes. You have enslaved people you have mm. wiped out entire tribes mm-hmm. so we've heard the message let's let's uh, yeah <gasps> so what that that was all the answer of what i want at my table is that what, is that what? <laughs> you want quiet be quiet shut up <laughs> okay uh when i'm working with the dogs doing dog training um there's a uh there's all sorts of kind of words that cue the dogs to do certain behaviors. So when they're doing something they shouldn't do, um, we use the e-collar, and I it's tap tap with the e-collar. Are you doing it right now? No, no, oh, I'm just You're just, just laying there. <laughs> Got up. Um, no, it's tap tap, and you say ah ah, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's ah ah. Nope. Before you and say I have, something dumb. I have done it to my children recently. <laughs> <laughs> I am so grateful that we get to sit together. I'm grateful that despite the absurdity of 2020. I think in France they call it le shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took me a little, one second too long <laughs> to translate that. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I, yeah, in spite of it. In spite of it, I'm really grateful um, that we can continue to kind of jump into the mess together. Mm. And I'm so thankful for that. Not necessarily even make sense of it. But to acknowledge, yep. You sit with it. There's a shit show. You sit with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as we wrap up today, I think the the takeaway is be quiet. That's what I was going to say. Listen. <laughs> yeah. It's about the listening because that's what you were referring to earlier when you were talking about your own, like the negative yeah. thought patterns yeah. and then like the... These emotions that come up, just let's sit with it. Let's listen. Let's be brave enough to show up at the table and keep listening. Well, and, and you know, I'm just newsflash. We are unscripted. <laughs> yeah. So when Just I in s- case you hadn't put that together. All my is, witty jokes. Yeah. <laughs> just off the cuff. There is no agenda per se yeah. here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but what I hear is... Go into the dark, mm-hmm. be quiet and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, if, we, if we are weaving together the episodes, um, show up, mm-hmm. go into the dark, mm-hmm. be quiet. Let's listen. Let's listen. Hey, it's Brave Bones. Um, after I listened through this episode and just kind of had a chance to reflect on this conversation between Miss sister and I, um, I was reminded actually of a song that I wrote 
uh, last oh, was a few months back. Um, well, yeah, it was right after the murder of George Floyd. And uh, I, after that happened, I really was mm, speechless. I was, I remember crying and praying and much like, you know, a lot of us. Um, but I, I was like, what do I, what do I say? Like, how can I, what do I say to whether it's my friends who are black or um, even my friends who are law enforcement? Like, what do I say? Um, and then I just, in my mind, I heard the voices of many people in the black community asking us like, say their names, say his name, say her name. And so that idea um, kind of became like central and core to my own processing of, of what was going on and how I kind of committed to anti-racism. Um, but I wanted to share that song. It's a humble little clunky recording. Uh, but I thought I'd share kind of my process and how Say Their Names has been pretty central to that. So thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us at the table. Truly, thank you. How would it feel Your daddy's killed Because he's brown and poor To not be seen a human being and expected to ignore what came before the inequity of how this soul was born and the trauma that you'd carry like a storm that rains on generations forevermore So now let the names of those who have been slain be another, another name for God. You ask what you can say, well let us speak their names as another, another name for God. As another, another name for God. can we heal these trails of tears the bleak racist divide we seek to hear and become seers who will not push aside what came before the inequity of how this soul was born And the trauma that you'd carry like a storm That rains on generations forevermore So now let the names of those who have been slain be another, another name for God. 
You ask what you can say, well you must speak their names as another, another name for God, as another, another name for God.